Step Into the Realm of the Paranormal Until the Last Drop, a show that blends paranormal stories and events with a themed drink. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that may be a zombie, and this may be our zombie episode. Yeah, I thought it was just you waking up. No, no. <laughs> Maybe from the dead. Ah, uh, gotcha. So in this episode, we have an idea of going over the origin of zombies. Mm-hmm. Maybe their first origin as compared to their voodoo roots, um, at least in some cases. Uh, perhaps we'll go into the usage of zombies in media, because why not? That sounds like a very rich content area especially considering that zombies are very well known in media now yeah there's they're all over (laughs) yeah um and that also includes not just movies but uh, maybe a video game or two as well yeah there's lots of those too yeah um considering that we've been doing a few of these episodes and we haven't covered zombies i had a feeling that this might end up actually being a bit of a longer run on this one so we may we may split this up into two parts so our first part will probably go over a few things and then we'll have a second part that may uh include a bit more yeah so there's a lot to zombies yeah (laughs) there's a lot so why don't we uh get this episode started sounds good dead will rise so they can hear more content from till the last drop all right well here we are Mm-hmm. Yep, just as always. <laughs> Again. Yep. So to start this off, we might as well hit with the origin of zombies. Um, in this case, it has been, it's been noted that ancient Greeks may have been the first civilization that were terrorized by the fear of the undead. Really? Yeah. Apparently, archaeologists have unearthed many ancient graves which contain skeletons pinned down by rocks and other heavy objects, assumedly to prevent the dead bodies from reanimating. So, in my brain, I'm like, were they actually dead? You know, I don't know. It's like, like you will be here and you will stay here. And they just put a bunch of rocks on them. Right. So, or maybe it was. Who knows? But there was a lot of stuff that that other civilizations did. To prevent vampires from rising? Yeah, which, I mean, they are somewhat classified as the undead, but not so much of the zombies. The style. re-dead, the reanimated yeah. dead? Yeah, which zombies are known differently once we start going throughout history. I mean, the zombie that everybody thinks of nowadays really only came to be in, like, the late 60s and early 70s. The the movie zombie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's where it really came from. Before that, we had more inspiration from uh, voodoo-style zombies. hmm So. Yeah, isn't White Zombie the movie about, like, a voodoo type yeah. of zombie in, in Haiti? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's more than just that, and we'll, we'll go to that once, <laughs> once <laughs> we get into it. Once we get to that part. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I know one of them was... Uh, Oh, where is it here? Obviously, white zombie is one of them. Mm-hmm. And we have everything with like, uh, and this is the other part of it too. We're going back into the same actors that we saw in our last episode. So, <laughs> the Bella horror Lugosi, greats. Yeah. Bella yeah. Lugosi was in, I believe, white zombie. Uh, that one was. Was he? Night- yeah, I think so. Yeah. Starred Bella Lugosi. Oh. And um, I can't find. I can't find any of the other actors at this point. It was Victor Halperin's White Zombie. Mm. He's, I guess he did the directing of it or the producing of it. I, it, I imagine it was his direction, of the 1932 film. Gotcha. But we'll get back to that after we go into the other, other side of things. Right. We talk about zombies in general. Yeah. So in this case... Going into a little bit of a history of that, and there's mm-hmm. like zombies in the whole voodoo thing, mm-hmm. um, which is based more off of uh, zombie folklore that has been around for centuries in Haiti, possibly originating in the 17th century, 
And that was when uh, West African slaves were brought in to work on Haiti's sugarcane plantations. The brutal conditions left um, the slaves longing for freedom. According to some reports, the life, or rather afterlife, of a zombie represented the horrific plight of slavery. I get that. So, yeah. That's sad, too. Yeah. So, I mean, well, this is something that's been going on through human history is like slavery in general, but it's just, there's always something else and that makes sense. Slavery um, is horrible. I'm yeah. just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So voodoo, mm -hmm. sometimes spelled with a U at the end instead of another <laughs> O, I guess it would be minus the second O after the V and replace the second O after the D with a U, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't realize it didn't have the first, the second. Oh. Yeah. Or I guess what could be pronounced as Vodun, since there's no second O and no. <laughs> okay, enough of this. All right. It's a religion based in West Africa and practiced throughout Haiti and the Caribbean, Brazil, and American South and other places within African heritage. Uh, many people who follow the voodoo religion today believe zombies are myths. But some believe zombies are people revived by a voodoo practitioner known as a bakor. Hmm. I believe that's the pronunciation. It's a B-O-K-O-R. Yep. So I can only imagine that it, it sounds like that. Mm -hmm. um, bakor had traditions of using herbs, shells, fish, animal parts, bones, and other objects to create concoctions, including zombie powders, which contain tetrotoxins. Isn't that from the pufferfish? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's a neurotoxin found in pufferfish and some other marine species. Yeah. Um, it's a poison. Yeah. So <laughs> used in sublethal doses. Ah, that's <laughs> um, where they get you. The toxin combination may cause zombie-like symptoms such as difficult walking, mental confusion, and respiratory problems. So they're just mostly dead. Mm, yeah. Oh, mm. well, yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> I suppose you could say like maybe a twilight state or so where you're not 100% sure of what you're doing. You're not fully conscious of it, but you're still like able to do things, I suppose. They're really high. <laughs> yeah. And that could be part of the other zombie like behavior that could have been seen as well, because there is there is the belief or the use of voodoo zombies as essentially a version of a slave mm -hmm. where you're put under a quote unquote mind control using this toxin and it's kept the person unwilling to resist, I suppose. Unable to resist? Yeah. Not unwilling. <laughs> well, I mean, they would be willing to resist. I don't know the exact. They It would make them so that they were susceptible. Yeah. And they were pliable. Yeah. Um, so obviously like, we went over like some of the sublethal doses, but high doses of the tetratoxin <laughs> or uh, it can lead to paralysis and coma. Mm -hmm. uh, so it could come back to have somebody appear as they were dead and be buried alive, then later revived. Which would make it look like, oh, look, I'm super, you know, yeah. man. And yeah. I'm now bringing this person back to life. Yeah. So that can also create like the myth around the, a voodoo practitioner as if they are, I don't know, outside the bounds of, of life, life and, and death. death. Yeah. So hmm. uh, let's see. There are a few, not a lot, but a few medical reports, or I suppose reports within medical journals mm -hmm. that uh, kind of cover some of these. There was a uh, article in a 1997 British medical journal, The Lancet, I believe, it described three verified accounts of zombies. Hmm. In one case, a Haitian woman who appeared to be dead was buried in a family tomb only to reappear three years later. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if she wanted to disappear, but I kind of doubt that. <laughs> um, That's a lot to do to just disappear. Yeah, That's yeah. like intense faking your death. Yeah. Um, an investigation revealed that her tomb was filled with stones and her parents agreed to admit that a admit her to a local hospital. Um, I don't have much more detail on that. other than How did, what, how did the tomb get full of stones? Uh, was that 
I'm confused on that one just because did they actually bury the stones? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't that's have interesting I, at the moment. I don't have any more detail on that one. Right. That's interesting. So there was another case, uh, a Haitian man named Clervius. Narcisse. Nar- yeah, I've heard this I, story. I, yeah. This is one that's been covered a lot mm-hmm. and all that. Too. Yeah. I've seen a couple different tellings of this yeah. particular case. He, uh, he entered a local hospital with severe respiratory problems in 1962 after he slipped into a coma, coma, he was declared dead and was buried shortly thereafter. Eighteen years later, <laughs> a man walked up to Angelina. Nar- it might have been a sister. Narcisse. I, I'm not sure. How yeah, Narcisse. Yeah. Narcisse. Narcisse. I don't know. In a village marketplace, insisting she was his sister, doctors, town people, and the family members all identified him as Clervius. So he claimed to have been buried alive. Then dug up and put to work on a distant sugar plantation. Yep. So was it planned? (laughs) Was he essentially being drugged at some point? And he was considering this was 18 years later. Mm -hmm. He was probably like dug up within like a few days. Cause obviously you're not going to be able to breathe and I'm going to be generous when I say a few days. Right. Right. (laughs) No, I would assume that they just wait till they're buried and immediately go get them. Yeah. Because you have a very finite <laughs> window <Yeah>. of opportunity <laughs> to recover somebody who's been buried. Yeah. So chances are he was probably almost 18 years of doing this, which obviously at that point, I mean, he could have easily just been disappeared. D- disappeared. He could have been hidden, I should say. Yeah. So he would have disappeared. <laughs> I can't. I know that there was a lot more to that story. I can't remember all the finer details right off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, that was an interesting one. So now that we think about it, the process of becoming a zombie based off of all of this, it seems to be a pretty brutal way of, I don't know, becoming undead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like that kind of goes without saying. To become undead, you have to die? Yeah. So that's not usually pleasant. (laughs) Well, I mean, there is some description as like the process of zombification I mean, mm-hmm. it would begin with a boker selecting a victim and administrating a zombie powder to them. Um, it could either be from ingestion to injection or potentially even a blow dart. Something Ooh. to get the, yeah, well, something <laughs> to get that tetratoxin into the bloodstream. Right. Or into the person. So mm-hmm. uh, once that powder takes effect, the victim enters a death-like paralysis in which they are still conscious after being pronounced dead. They then bear witness to their own burial. That's horrible. <laughs> being oh, my to, God. Being able to just sit and watch as everything happens, even though you can't do anything about it, can't move, can't speak. That makes that reminds me of the stories of people who were on the autopsy table mm. and they were pronounced dead, but they weren't dead. Oh, yeah. And they like come to and they're going to be cut open. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, that's what that makes me think of. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. Yeah. Um, So let's see. So to prevent asphyxiation, the poker must dig up the body within eight hours of the burial. Well, that answers my question. Yeah. We have a very small window of time. Yeah. At this point, the zombie ritual begins. The oh, it just then begins? <laughs> well, yeah, the other the other could just be considered as drugging somebody. Mm. So it would be no different than That's like the one, death of those, ritual. one of those sleazy college bars. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. horrible. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I didn't go to those. I didn't either, but I've heard the tales. Those are terrible tales. Um, anyway, the boat car starts by capturing the... Uh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Tibonage, I guess. Tibonage. Tibonage. It threw me for a loop. I was not expecting this. Um, the Tibonage of the victim, which puts the Grosbonage <laughs> and the body under his control. Yes. He then keeps the Tibonage in a small clay jar or some other container, wraps it in a piece, a piece of the person's clothes and stores it for safekeeping. That's what I do with mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Well, I'm almost thinking that this does have like some French roots in it. I mean, that kind of looks like or French it's structuring. African. I'm not sure. I don't speak either of the languages. Ah, sorry. Um. Anyway, a day or two later, 
the Bulgarus v- revives there. Now zombie using another powder mixture called zombie cucumber. <laughs> Sorry. I don't. Sorry. I don't know why it's named this. Um, I, I, I've never. I don't know why a powder would be a cucumber. Oof. But uh, maybe it just has to do with how it's administered. It's like mushrooms. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. Well, I suppose so. I mean, it does say the hallucinogenic concoction is used to periodically keep the victim in a state of submissive confusion. So they're just drugging them. So yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Maybe a zombie cucumber is a mushroom. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Bokar can then easily control a zombie and usually puts them to work farming and laboring. So. Yeah. Yep. So only when the Bokar dies or voluntarily relinquishes control <laughs> can the zombie return to their place of burial and rest in peace. Yeah. Or, you know, like potentially normal life. Depending. I want to say that was part of the um the other guy's story nasis or i can't remember how to pronounce his name but one of the other stories where he came back 18 years later yeah i want to say like they died or they relinquished control of him and he went back and found his family yeah um so there is a little bit of a detail here using like a zombie is created using zombie powder it kind of goes over like the i guess a bit of that in detail. So during the zombification ritual, a bokor uses a complex powder referred to as a coup de prote mm-hmm. <laughs> or powder strike Ooh. made from a variety of ingredients, usually including, as we said, like uh, a species of puffer fish, a marine toad, a hyla tree frog, and human remains. Mm. That's for that extra zombie kick. Mm-hmm. It's usually from the foot. Uh. <laughs> So the inclusion of the pufferfish is particularly important because it produces the neurotoxin. Um, so it creates the paralysis and death mm-hmm. if obviously used in too much and quantity. Quote unquote death. <laughs> yeah. So the victims can remain conscious right up until the moment of death. <laughs> additionally, they additionally they have been documented cases where people have ingested, ingested this toxin and appeared to be dead, but went on to make a full recovery. So based off of like just the overall like data that we have on the toxin from this puffer fish, it kind of matches what this mm-hmm. zombie style is. I things like this always make me curious about who was the first person who was like, cool, spiky fish. <laughs> I'm going to eat that. And well, then they ate it. And then yeah. people thought he died. Yeah. Well, and somebody else was like, hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. <laughs> It's the same thing as like who ate the first egg, who decided to milk <laughs> the first animal and consume and, that. Yeah. I'm going to eat what comes out of that animal's butt and yep. I'm going to drink what comes out of that animal's teat. Yep. Humans are so, weird. Yeah. Well, That's... I mean, for instance, take wild mustard, for example. It spawned onto like multiple different plants after like selective breeding, like broccoli and all that kind of stuff, too. Just from wild mustard. So it's like there's eight different vegetables that have come from this one thing. Really? Yeah. Broccoli is wild mustard? It used to be. Oh, weird. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. But obviously this is about zombies and not about, uh, not about broccoli. Botany. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, broccoli. This is the broccoli show now. Yeah. Uh, well, there's uh, Night of the Living Carrot or something. I don't know. What? It was like... Oh. No, it was, it was um, a shorts made from like the characters from I can't remember. It was a movie about like monsters. Oh, oh with, yeah, like okay. the cockroach yeah. genius guy. Yeah, now I know what you're talking about. That and DreamWorks the, one. Yeah, and the Blob. Yeah, Monsters vs. Aliens. That's what the original one is. Yeah, uh, okay. I think that's what it is. But yeah, they had like a bunch <laughs> of little shorts, and one of them was like zombie carrots. And Jack made me watch it like. A million oh, times. So. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember that. Yeah. So. Zombies in media. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're even in our kids' show. Yep. Well, where should we go from here? I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, we could go over the horrors of slavery. Um. As they're manifested in the, the zombie. I mean, we can. 
<laughs> that's intense. Yeah. I think it's important though. Yeah. Um, um, obviously because there is so much that can be involved into this, we might as well condense it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise we'll probably be here for like five episodes. Yeah. That's um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, basically we, we could go on to say like the roots of zombie mythology began mm-hmm. with the experiences of African slaves being transported to the French colony of St. Saint Dominique in modern Haiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, life on sugar plantations obviously wasn't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and half the slaves ended up being worked to death within a few years of their arrival. That's yeah. horrific. So, That's worse than not good. Yeah. So in lack of a better phrasing, it created a perpetual need for fresh bodies. Mm. Um, so, yeah, why not just reanimate the dead ones? Yeah. So, I mean, let's... Probably one of the reasons why within the view, the voodoo religion, a version of hell would be created that involved continuing this toll after death into eternity, basically as this is a zombie. That's. Yeah. That's horrifying. Honestly, yeah. really, that is. Yeah. Like that is what I think would be a true version of hell for them. Mm-hmm. Um, So. The, the slaves brought with them the roots of the voodoo tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the origins of it can be traced back probably about 6,000 years into West Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, the French then forced them to convert to Christianity. <laughs> because of course they did. Oh, what else is new? Mm-hmm. Uh, causing the interesting combination of Catholicism and pagan tradition that is associated with voodoo today. So I think a lot of Catholicism stuff actually comes from uh, <laughs> pagan tradition, but I won't talk about that. Let's not say <laughs> that there could be some plagiarism at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to spark up weird yeah. anger debates. So, so anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the horrors of slavery and the anxieties of uh, being held by a group of people under constant threat of death were woven into the voodoo tradition or yeah. voodoo religion including the zombie belief itself yep. and i think that makes a lot of sense yeah so here's something interesting considering that i butchered that uh other <laughs> that other bit of information basically when i said that the guy separated the book are he separated the two things and he put the and he wrapped up that other thing uh-huh for, so basically, <laughs> let's go back to a little bit of info on voodoo. <clears throat> mm-hmm. In voodoo, it's believed that a person's soul is divided into two basic parts. Okay. And these were the parts. The tibonange, which is, I guess, a refer- is a translation for good little angel. Little good angel? Yes. Yes. And the grobonange is big good angel. Yes. The grobonange is responsible for a person's life force. And their bodily functions, huh. while the tibonage is responsible for a person's consciousness and identity. Oh, yeah. So, so now it makes more sense. <laughs> he takes out the consciousness and the identity and leaves a shell that's capable of functioning. Yeah, but there's no self entity to it. Right. Which makes sense. That's yeah. a zombie. So it's there's also some data or data. There's some info that says it's believed that the Tibonage remains within the body for nine days after death, at which point it is released to the face of God and accounts for its sins. Hmm. Meanwhile, the Grobonage remains on earth where it haunts the places where the body lived until a proper burial ritual has been performed. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's lots of stories as to like, um, you know, there's a ghost haunting something and then... They find the person's improperly oh, yeah. disposed of remains. Yeah. And once they remove that and bury them properly, the <laughs> spirit can rest. So that that kind of carries on to a lot yeah. of different. There's a lot of movies and media that go into that, too. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Like, What was it? Poltergeist? Wasn't that one of them? I think so. Um, and they actually used real remains, yeah, yeah. which caused issues on the set. Yeah. And uh, Monster House. Oh, one. yeah. yeah. I forgot the, about that. The guy's wife was buried in the foundation of the house and she became the house. That's a crazy weird movie. <laughs> like, it's good, but like... <laughs> the animation is just 
hard to look at. It's it's rough, but it's still a good movie. But Interesting yeah. idea. Some of the writing is a little meh, but that just comes with like the genre that it goes to. It's like kids horror in some sense. Right. Well, there's so. also a lot of, um, I mean, things on like even shows like Supernatural where they have to take the remains and salt them and burn them, I believe, yeah. in order to stop the spirit. So there's a lot of things that kind of have a very similar feel to this. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So I guess before going any further, I will want to put this one out there. Uh -huh. um, even within like voodoo communities, zombies are rare. It's not exactly something that's, oh, it's an everyday occurrence. It's not like <laughs> something like that. So just because not my zombie next door. Yeah. So just because somebody may be uh, uh voodoo practitioner it doesn't mean that they're going to either believe that zombies are actually something that is mm -hmm. or happening they're, they're also maybe not out there making them right mm -hmm. um so it's a lot basically a lot of a lot of practitioners don't even believe that zombies are literally real so it just comes down to thinking that they're either folk tales or metaphors mm -hmm. however Others still believe that zombies do exist and they actively fear being turned into one. This is the way that the zombie mythology is used to maintain the social order within voodoo religious communities. Um, so, yeah, I guess supposedly you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of a bokar. Potentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I found a little bit more on uh, Clarius. Oh, Narcisse. okay. Um, yeah, it was saying that in 1962, he checked into the Albert Schweitzer Hospital and he was complaining of body aches and a fever. <clears throat> Sorry. And his condition rapidly deteriorated within a few days and then he was declared dead. Oh. Um, according to Narcisse, who appeared in 1980, he said he remembered all of it, including the doctors pulling the sheet over his head, except he was not dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just paralyzed, so he couldn't call out. He couldn't do. He couldn't do anything to stop it. Um, he even said he was awake as he was nailed into his coffin and buried. Oh, that's nice. Again, horrifying. That is my word for this episode. <laughs> um, Narcisse was able to answer questions that only he would know, and his identity was confirmed by several of his family members. He said that the reason for his prolonged absence was due to a two-year enslavement as a zombie by a Bacor. Oh. Okay. And he remained, or that the Bacor died, which would have released him. But he remained in hiding as he believed that his brother was the one who had sold him to the Bacor oh. over a <laughs> land dispute. Ah. And it was only after his brother's death that he decided to return. Oh. So that's why he was gone for 18 years. I mean, sure. <laughs> that's a that's a bit. Yeah, but so. I knew there was more to it. I just need to find because, like I said, I've actually heard his story, and I believe I've seen interviews with him before. No, so that was always yeah. an interesting one. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Do we have any other good history on on zombies? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. I think we might be able to move over to the other section of things. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by now I'm assuming that people know what a zombie is or mm -hmm. at least where a zombie started. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here is one interesting bit of information. Uh, it is alleged that if you feed a zombie salt. Oh, yeah. It will restore them to yeah. their original sensibilities. Yeah. And they will then be compelled to promptly kill the Bacor who enslaved them. <laughs> Wonder why. You know, I Yeah, no no reason there. Guess, so. <laughs> and then once their revenge is complete, they will return to their place of burial to enjoy yeah. their final death. <laughs> yeah. After they OD on salt. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to probably take a short little intermission here and then or possibly work into uh, how zombies kind of moved into the pop culture scene. Mm -hmm. so. The night is dark. The spirits are restless. They demand 
to be poured until the last drop. All right, so after that little bit of an intermission we had there, I guess it'd be a good time to go into how the uh, idea of a zombie or whatnot, this, or ghoul, if you will, has moved its way into pop culture. Mm-hmm. So, in 1968, George Romero basically changed the way that zombie movies were seen. Mm-hmm. And not just because he called them ghouls instead of zombies, but also because prior to that, most of it did focus on the voodoo style of zombies. Right. With, uh, it was White Zombie in 1932. But even before that, there was uh, the roots of zombie tradition in American drama came from Henry Francois, or Francis, I guess it's Francois, Downing's Voodoo from 1914. I believe it was a play. It was set in the Caribbean and it featured voodoo magic as part of the plot. Granted, yes, that was still covering our voodoo-style zombies, but it's also more of what we've seen as the beginning of zombies in pop culture. The zombies as we know now? or Yeah, well, yeah. Or just, I'm sorry, just their beginning, uh, their beginning of their existence in pop culture. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, at least more predominantly. Because here or there, there might have been some reference to it, but that's where it seemed to really make a turning point as uh, putting that in there. And then, of course, like I said, it went into White Zombie with Bela Lugosi and doing that whole thing. And then they uh, they had more. There was 1936 Revolt of the Zombie. There was uh, 1934. There was another voodoo-themed story called Chloe. Hmm. Um, let's see what else is here. There was the voodoo tale called The Devil's Daughter in 1938. And... Uh, those also helped establish that template of, I guess, the voodoo style mm-hmm. where it's highlighting exotic locales and predominantly featuring black cast members and utilizing threatening voodoo curses. Mm-hmm. But and no brain eating. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's not the zombie we know yet. Gotcha. So, um, of course, there was also uh, three films during World War II that ended up bringing zombies more into mainstream. There were two comedies, <laughs> Ghost Breakers and Zombies on Broadway. Oh. So they included zombified characters. Of course, it's the former. Um, it was apparently a Bob Hope vehicle film <laughs> or something. It was a vehicle for Bob Hope. Let's just say that. Um, it featured famed African-American actor Nobel Johnson as a threatening presence on Paulette Goddard's inherited Caribbean estate. Huh. But it did not dwell on the possible voodoo origins of the character. Interesting. So, and he was best known for the native chieftain on Skull Island of the original version of King Kong. Oh. Yeah. So there's a little bit of his history there. That's why I said he was like a famed actor. Mm. (laughs) Well, the original King Kong was pretty well known. So, yeah. Um, there was also the latter, Zombies on Broadway. It, Which is an epic name. <laughs> yeah. It depicted <laughs> a pair of uh, publicity men heading to the Caribbean to find a real zombie as part of their advertising campaign for a new nightclub. Wow. <laughs> what? So they employed Bella Lugosi as yet another zombie-making villain. Because in the first one, I should say the first zombie villain role that he played was in white zombie yeah he's a voodoo practitioner i believe the film has one of the bumbling decidedly not undead comic duo injected with zombie serum as part of lugosi's experiments oh yes so it did provide that authentic zombie that they needed but the serum wears off by the time they return (laughs) home (laughs) oh yeah so unfortunately they were not able to get their zombie (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a shame so yeah um there was also i suppose a couple other important zombie films made by jacques tourneur i think it was Mm -hmm. uh and produced by val luton the duo also oh they also created cat people and the leopard man so this one was I Walked with a Zombie. Mm-hmm. So it was probably the most accomplished and stylish of the pre-Romero zombie films. But there was no gore. Mm-hmm. And it was more supernatural. 
and it was more on like Caribbean natives. Mm-hmm. So the basically the same thing of what's been going on. So interesting. Yeah. Of course, there was a couple other ones: Valley of the Zombies in 1946, Zombies of Moratau in 1957. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, then again, they all paid that respect to white zombie. So it was all around the same idea, the uh, the same uh, general voodoo, yeah, kind of zombie. Yeah, and then uh, George Romero decided to step in and do something <laughs> different. Yeah, so. So within Night of the Living Dead, George Romero decided to call what would have been known as zombies into, well, today's zombies, into Mm -hmm. ghouls. So they didn't fit any of the categories in which was previously defined by the word zombie. Yeah. They were fully reanimated dead corpses. And there's that, there's the whole thing with them, you know, eating flesh of the living. Right. That's like their whole thing. Yeah. Um. By eventually embracing embracing this term, he was able to completely redefine the notion of the zombie. So, in some sense, it did kind of direct zombies away from that Caribbean culture and the slavery and all that. Right. As far as it too. It's a different breed of zombie in a way. Yeah. Well, it also, it took the term zombie and it made it more universal. It wasn't so much of something that was just related to this religion, to this culture. It made it where, because if you think about it, death is inevitable for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's not like (laughs) it's just one portion. It's basically now this is now the zombie can be applied for everyone as well. Right. So it doesn't have the cultural specificity. Yeah. As the original voodoo zombie. Yeah. And of course, with. With the way that the zombie, the shambling undead, like with one goal in mind and all that, it has been, it has been referenced in, uh, as I suppose I should say, as a, a parody of consumerism mm-hmm. and uh, over the top, like, I don't know, middle class angst and modernity. <laughs> so, I mean, isn't one of, uh, is it Romero's films? That is really, really calling that out oh the, yeah the mall one yeah yep, yeah yep that was where it's uh, it's blatantly like clear yeah. that zombies well, are a, well, a it, metaphor for consumerism yeah well i mean like a lot of his stuff like dawn of the dead day of the dead um i think even land of the dead <laughs> they did it with that too and it all has like some sort of like sub subconscious plot put in there where mm-hmm. you can easily make a reference to like your standard over-the-top consumerism. I mean, you go anywhere on Black Friday and you just, hey, look, it's another Romero film. I don't go anywhere <laughs> on Black Friday, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that big thing that happened there. And, of course, that spurred on to all the other movies mm-hmm. that are within the zombie culture now. Um, you've got movies that can go either like, we now have a uh, distinction between those kinds, say fast zombies or slow zombies. I mean, look at like 28 days later, 28 weeks later. Oh, yeah. Those, where, those yeah. were really cool. Yeah. Where those were more like, think of like, say, your fast zombies, but that also came from a virus that wasn't like the undead so much. Right. That was um, the rage virus. Yeah. Which is, I guess, kind of like rabies. Yeah. It it did seem like, it seems like it's, it could be something that's a little bit more... Um, realistic in the frame of what might could what might happen but it's not like because we're not we're not going to see like a virus take over a dead person and then oh no they're they're back Mm -hmm. i don't i wouldn't believe that as much as i would believe a uh, virus altering somebody's behavior in a way that they act more like a what could be considered a zombie i think that's why um the one youtuber that i watched roanoke um yeah. Gaming. He goes through and he dissects different like he's done a lot of the zombie stuff and he talks about like what virus could have actually caused the symptoms that the the zombies or the undead, the the sick people are suffering from. And a lot of times it comes back to rabies. Yeah. Um and that it's attacking their nerve their immune system, their nervous system, their their brain in such a way that they end up essentially being 
yeah. dead, but because certain parts of their brain are still active, they're still functioning on like the lizard brain or whatever, like the basic oh, yeah. um, need to, you know, eat and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And there's also been, he's talked about different times in different movies where um, they may want to eat the brain because there's certain things in the brain <clears throat> that helps to satiate like the feelings that they're having like they could be in pain or they could feel like they're starving all the time and getting the chemical and the electrical impulses or releases that they're getting from the brain specifically eases that that feeling for them temporarily yeah. and that's why they're going after the brain yeah um there's also like a more natural zombie well, there is something that's causing zombies right now. Hmm. Um, I'm going to completely butcher this Latin. <laughs> oh. Um, I think it's like Ophicordiceps mm-hmm. unilateralis. Yeah. It's commonly known as the zombie ant fungus. <gasps> oh, <Yep>. yeah. <clears throat> it's an insect pathogenic fungus. It was discovered in 1859 by, I believe, uh, Alfred Russell Wallace. Um, it's basically a fungus that infects ants and it'll grow within them. And eventually uh, it takes over the ant, causing it to not only perform erratic behaviors, but at the very end of the cycle, it causes the ant to go up and find the essentially one of the higher places it can be so that the spore and like stalk can just sprout out of its head Mm -hmm. and then uh, obviously release the spores so that it can continue that cycle. So there is already something (laughs) that's going on with zombifying at least an ant at this point. Right. So obviously a large scale of that could be interesting. I mean, but then again, that's going to go into the next section of things mm-hmm. as we'll talk about that coming up. So that's just one of those other fun details to bring up. Into mm, this. That zombies do exist. Yes. In, in their own <laughs> way. Yes. Um, so, and like, let's returning back to the movie side of things. Mm-hmm. We already kind of went over like 28 days, 28 weeks with a rage style zombies. Those could be classified as your faster zombies. And then there's, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say like world war Z I didn't actually see that one. I haven't seen it in its entirety, but the idea of their zombies are more of like a hive mind. I would say, isn't that a hive mind yeah. kind? Yeah. So in that case, it would almost seem as though somehow they're able to communicate with each other as a mass, but <laughs> I'm not sure how that's really going about it. I mean, we could say, oh, the smell of the undead is something that could be causing it, but... Isn't it like, aren't there like parasites or different types of like fungus funguses fungi that um can work in a hive mind way i don't remember oh i mean there's slime molds but that's that's not really the same i believe that's mostly one organism but if it's split it can still become more but okay. i don't think it can communicate with itself afterwards hmm. so but I'm not 100% on that one. I haven't researched slime molds or, Why not? <laughs> or anything that, that uses a hive mind. So in that sense, uh, more or less, I was just going off of it being another form of zombie, which has also been completely changed from the original like ghouls that we've seen Romero in. Mm-hmm. Um, again, these, these zombies, they had absolutely no color to them. Um <laughs> I mean, it was 1968, it was still filmed in black and white. Right, right, right. So they had no color to them. Mm-hmm. They uh, moved relatively slowly. Uh, they obviously wanted to attack, I think it was five people in a house. So, and Barbara. They did They're get coming Barbara. to get you, Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all in all, like, that one was... That seemed like a pretty good representation of where the zombie style was going to be heading from that point. Because he clearly made the change as to switching them from a religious style over to a 
undead need for brain kind of I'm going to eat you style as well. <laughs> eat you. Yeah. They're going out there and I'm going to eat you the zombies. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're buffet zombies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ah, so American zombies. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Mm. So let's go ahead and give it a little bit of a, a little bit of an intermission again. Okay. And then uh, we can probably hit just a couple more uh, films that may have used good zombies in them. This is Till the Last Drop, and you're listening to this next section on our tab. All right, so coming back into the zombies as far as their appearances in movies and pop culture, after the whole Romero scene, mm-hmm. we had, well, let's go with one of the more recognizable and possibly more well-known zombie movies outside of, say, a remake. Mm-hmm. There was a zombie comedy that came out <laughs> in 2004. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I say this, plenty of people will probably know it starred Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mm-hmm. And it was known as Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. So not only was it a uh, very nicely welcomed comedy based off of zombies that took, it, I guess it paid more homage to other zombie films rather than just like, taking it and making it its own, but it also had like other, I guess it was considered a, uh, uh, a first film of a trilogy. Yeah. With hot fuzz (laughs) and the world's end. I guess those were also linked with, within like the Shaun of the dead universe. Yeah. So oddly enough, it's the first of three films. (laughs) It's a great movie though. It is. Well, it took, it took a lot of inspiration from other things, and it also like made the zombie genre a little bit more, I don't know. It broke it away from just pure horror and gore and whatnot. Right. And it made it something different that was just enjoyable that you can watch at any point in time. Right. It's the dark comedy. So. Yeah. So. But it still kept a lot of those zombie tropes that we know. Oh, yeah. Um. Basically, it's it has Simon Pegg as um, Sean. Yes. Which I don't remember his last name off the top of my head. <laughs> but uh, he goes about his life day in, day out, same routine. Um, and then one day he wakes up and he goes about his life, same routine, day in, day out. But only this time there are zombies around. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting that it starts off with him basically doing the exact same thing with these zombies in the background, mm-hmm. <clears throat> completely absent-minded to it. So he sees little like clues, but he just mm-hmm. writes it off as whatever. Yeah, people being weird. Yep. So, all in all, I mean, it it just fully progresses into like him and a few of his friends going about like holding up in one of the bars and the Winchester. Yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> Just kind of doing their whole thing. And I don't want to go into the entire plot of the movie because Devolves it's just better to into watch. chaos. Yeah. So Comedic then, chaos ensues. Yeah. So that one, that's a, a nice little fun reference to zombies that kind of break the mold again with that one. And mm-hmm. of course, like, it's at this point in time, it would have been like almost 40 years in between like when zombies became ghouls and then into like that. Yeah. So there's a bit of a time for the change in that. Um, let's see what else was there. We have, uh, I guess you mentioned Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, but that one's, to me, Resident Evil is always going to be more of a video game. Than yeah. A movie, so. it, it, the, the basis of the storyline is from the video games. And the video games are quite in depth with... Yeah. <laughs> The, the origin of the zombie virus yeah. in that universe. And of course that all, ch- that's changed as far as like the, the games have gone over the recent years. It's evolved in a way. I don't, yeah. but I think they're still meant to be linked. Yeah. Well, I mean like, what was the last one? The village. village? Yeah. yeah. That one was more like werewolf and vampire theming than say zombies yeah it but it, it was like so, the um, before that the the one before that which was the house one i don't know yeah, what it's called I, I don't um 
but that one had a like a fungus or yeah, that was a zombie fungus <laughs> that was like um causing the zombies yeah and i think that the village is meant to have like that same fungus but mm. it's being manipulated in different ways yeah don't Unfortunately, quote I me on that it. but i'm pretty sure yeah i haven't played it not 100 percent sure no, no but it's an it's so. definitely an interesting yeah. world all i know is everybody was going crazy over the big lady so. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so there's that <laughs> so you know one i guess that i didn't even think of that kind of has some zombie-ish tones is pet cemetery oh yeah well i mean that <laughs> that's why you don't bury somebody in the pet cemetery it's it's the the place beyond the yeah. pet cemetery but yeah, I didn't actually, that's one of my favorites. I love that movie and that book. And I didn't think about the fact that, yeah, technically, I guess. Yeah. They're good. reanimated yep. bodies. Yep. Those ones are a little more evil. Yeah. <laughs> they have yeah. more, um, more drive, I guess. They're, mm. they're out to kill. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> moving into like another one of the more recent ones. I mean, there well, recent, I suppose. There was Zombie Land. Mm -hmm. That one with uh, what was it? Jesse Eisenberg and um, was it Woody Harrelson? Yes. And of course, Bill Murray. <laughs> yep, yep. One of the best scenes in that movie. Well, Bill Murray is basically like he just dresses up like a zombie and just goes about pretending to be a zombie, fully alive. And he basically states, "Is like, yeah, they don't know any different. You just." Just do all this and just whatever. You can just go about whatever. I mean, that's a really smart move, though. Except he got until shot. Until he gets shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, until that, it was a smart move. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things that we would never really be able to test if that would work. But it seems <laughs> like it. you don't know. It might or it might not. Like, what is the actual thing that's tipping off zombies to a, either a zombie or a person? So Right. Um. <clears throat> Then uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, oh okay. um, another thing that I think is interesting about Zombieland is that they stayed out loud like it's a whole big thing, the rules. Oh, yeah. And I think those were kind of unspoken rules in other zombie movies. Yeah, well, it's it's like the things that you it's the things that are noticeable that should have been done that people didn't do mm -hmm. that led to problems that so, led to death yeah so i thought that was kind of cool yeah that was one interesting thing that they added on that one yep um let's see what else can i think of here oh uh, i'm gonna go out on a bit of a limb here <laughs> uh but the 2015 movie doom or no not 2015 it was 2005 i think it was with the rock yeah with the rock <laughs> and uh carl or urbane was that it i don't remember his last name um yeah i want to say that that one is more i guess more genetic zombie than demon because the premise of doom is basically like demons and all that kind of stuff however with this one being like a uh, artificial chromosome that is injected in and all that to create like i don't know a higher level of being as far as consciousness goes and all that but some of it can react to the quote-unquote evil they say <laughs> within a person uh -huh. and like turn you into like a a monster or whatever that one almost seemed more as if it was like more artificial zombie rather than like oh these are demons or something yeah um, they definitely steered away from the actual plot yeah. of the games yeah which it's whatever i mean the games have done well the 2015 game the doom the doom no <laughs> the, <laughs> the doom 2015's version of uh doom as well as doom eternal afterwards i mean they did a the storytelling is actually pretty good with all that as well so it's like i don't know you have to draw that line between like what is either going to be done or what is willing to be done in a movie as compared to what can actually be achieved within a game when having somebody like be more uh i guess active in the uh entertainment experience so. right it's like you're actually a participant in the world right. yeah so games not all games lend well to movies no <laughs> unfortunately no um 
let's make a reference to not so much not so much a zombie movie but <laughs> it does have reference to a, a small topic that we brought up as far as fungus uh, but like Super Mario Brothers oh I'm like what yeah. mushrooms yep that's not in no way is that related to zombies but it does have to go with the idea that like not all games can be linked to a movie format very well I know so, a zombie ish series of games that I guess is, has been pretty popular that is recently I've noticed that there's a movie coming out Plants vs. Zombies? No oh, okay. I would actually kind of be interested <laughs> in that uh, um, not live action though that would be weird um, yeah. no it would be uh, weird <laughs> The Last of Us oh yeah with the clickers yeah um, unfortunately it just seems like and I, I have been far away from The Last of Us, mainly mm. because it just seems like it's one of those games that have been recycled so many times. It's yeah, like, they're like just Grand trying, Theft Auto yeah. 5 or whatever it is. Well, they've released it. They've re-released it. They've released it in HD. They've re-released that <laughs> version. It's like they just aren't stopping with it. And it's it just makes it feel like they had an idea. It came out well. And now they're just going to try to get as much out of it as they can without putting any more in. And... I don't know. That's why I would be hesitant to the movie for it too. But I, I, I don't know. know. It's in, it could be interesting, but that's also a different. I don't <laughs> even know how to explain. Like, because again, I don't know much about that game oh, series. Yeah. I, well, I that never was also fungal it. related zombies. That's too. why. Yeah, it was like a fungus. Yeah. So and so that's why they were, they looked the way they did and things yeah. like that. Um, so be interesting to see how that uh movie comes out yeah um yeah i mean i mentioned plants versus zombies <laughs> and that's like that that kind of made me think it's like yeah i'm pretty sure if i did some looking around i'd probably find something about a plant versus zombie movie being in the oryx or something so <laughs> i don't know they're still they're making new games still sort of aren't they i have no idea I've seen the original that's been released. I saw the second one, which was, I believe, mobile only. So. Yeah, and then they had all the, like. Oh, Garden multi Warfare. Yeah, the multiplayer yeah. ones. Which was just a parody off of shooters. So. It was off of, like, the. I can't think of what they're called now. <laughs> like the Fortnite or the Overwatch type games, wasn't it? I would have said Call of Duty, but. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Garden Warfare, I guess. Modern Warfare. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Never mind. That makes more sense. Yeah. But that's the kind of words like a bunch of different people come in and they all fight each other. Yeah. So oh. that's what I think of. Um, <clears throat> another good but old series of uh, zombie-esque movies would be the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. Those are those are more like... Uh, I don't know how to put it. They're it's, like... It's demon possessed yeah because it's almost like it's it's in between like just dead coming back to life and also like somewhat religion or all that too because it's coming from like the necronomicon and all that right so it's coming from like a book that's basically like accessing like the evil evil realm I right guess, and like turning people into like these zombie like things right what but it is another way that zombies have shown to be like created i guess yeah through a sort of possession state yeah um, um yeah there's also i am legend oh yeah that one was remade <laughs> uh from the from the novel i think that one said it was remade three times and yeah one of the versions with will smith yeah that's so. the that's the one i've seen yeah i think I, I don't remember exactly but i'm pretty sure the one with will smith he was just going around and uh slapping them all he was slapping like, them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how he took him out. Yeah, of course. There's also that other um, slightly popular series that has been around for a little bit. Started off as a comic book, uh, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's on TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I I remember when that one first like started hitting the TV. It was like a big deal because the zombie makeup and all that that was done for him was incredibly realistic, as they were saying. Um, and yeah, it, it, as compared to like the over the top stuff that you might see in some of the the movies and all that, it did seem more of like a, a downplayed, less uh, vibrant zombie. 
Yeah. So it was it was more I guess realistic. Yeah. In how the decay would actually happen. Yeah. I. And what was the other one? It was like Z Nation. I was gonna bring up <laughs> Z Nation because yeah. I really really like Z Nation. Yeah. But that one. That was a dark comedy series, and it did not take itself seriously. No. But it's excellent. It's so <laughs> kooky and silly, and also people are going through dealing with zombies. Yeah. And yeah, the insanity that ensues from well, that. Well, it kind of seemed like the zombies were just like, they're there. <laughs> it's like, and now let's talk about this other thing. But the zombies are just there in the background. Well, they caused problems, but it was like this whole huge story where they were trying to um, cure it. Yeah. They were trying to find a cure, and there's a dude, Murphy, who <clears throat> is supposedly he was injected, or he was injected with a potential um, vaccine, and then he was bit, and he lived. Mm. And so he was the key to the cure. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, a bunch from there. Um, I liked that series, though. I I watched that whole series a couple times. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm perfectly fine with a zombie movie, but when it starts getting into like a series, it starts to break it for me. Um, there was another one that um, I watched that I found out not that long ago is actually meant to be the prequel to Z Nation, hmm. and it's called Black Summer, huh. and it is not like Z Nation. I guess a lot <laughs> of people did not like it because they went into it thinking oh this is going to be like z nation because oh. it's meant to be the prequel and after finding that out and then watching z nation again they do reference black summer hmm. in the series and that's supposed to be the summer that it started oh okay was the black summer hmm. that series black summer was really really good i liked a lot of things it was very dark it was but it wasn't really comedic no, yeah, no, it's... it was dark. It was depressing. It was, there was, you know, tense moments. The people, these are like normal people who are now having, they have to have, you know, weapons and they have to try and kill things. They can't aim. They don't, <laughs> they don't shoot well. And I felt that was super realistic in, in these situations because you always see people that, you know, <laughs> I was a waitress at a tiny diner yeah. and that's all, you know, and I didn't, I went to night school and now suddenly I can shoot, yeah. I can headshot some zombie yeah. from like 500, <laughs> you know, thousand feet away and get an immediate, like, that's not realistic. D60 no scoop. Right. Yeah. That's not realistic. These people yeah. struggled and like they were wasting bullets. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I like that one a lot. And interestingly enough, um, with some of the things that I've seen on like, I don't know, the theories of zombie survival and all that within an apocalypse. Chances are you're not going to want to use firearms very much, if at all. Just because, sure, it may be more lethal, mm -hmm. but there's another big factor that doesn't come into play that you don't see in a lot of these series. It's noise. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're making a lot of noise, you're drawing attention to yourself. So things like bows, arrows, melee-style weapons are going to be a little bit more effective Right. Because it's silent. Right. So. And I think, I can't remember, I haven't watched Black Summer in a while, but I want to say that that was something that was addressed in that too, was they're like, I want to shoot him, but if I do, I'm going to get this other one's attention. Yeah. And then I'm going to, and I only have one bullet, so yeah. like, instead they chose to hide and try to get away. And I think that's a lot more realistic. Yeah. Um, Before we move away from the TV style zombies and all that, I did want to like kind of go into like, one of the reasons why, yeah, I, I've I have seen some of the Walking Dead series. It's it's okay. I was more into the comic book series when it was going about, mm -hmm. mainly because it just felt like it was so slow. That first season of the Walking Dead, I could not get into the series because I was I remember being excited to watch it, and I watched a couple episodes and I was just like, I'm falling asleep. It's like it started slow, and now I'll never be able to get into that series because of that. I so. tried watching it like three or four times and every time I had to start at the first episode and every time I fell asleep partway through the first episode <laughs> yeah. and I'm like oh okay and I kept trying because I had heard it was so good and I thought maybe I was just tired that night and every time it put me to sleep 
And yeah. so after like four tries, I'm like, I can't. It's just going to knock me out and I'm not going to know what's going on. Yeah. Well, and that's the other part of it, too, is like I was reading some of the, the comic to it and then going in and watching it. It's like it turns out in the entire first season of The Walking Dead, they didn't even get through like the volume of the comic book that I was of what I was reading. So <laughs> I was like, well, I'm already like a few seasons into this is like, what's the point in actually even watching this when sure it's all right. But I mean, I already know what the plot is and what's right. going to happen right. for the most part. And I know, like I said, I know a lot of people really, really like it and I'm not going to say anything bad about it because I've never watched it. Yeah. All I know is that I tried and yeah. it was very slow and maybe it picks up. I'm sure it does. I've heard some things that happen later. Yeah. Um, There's been some memes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure if I gave it a chance after I had a bunch of caffeine, maybe. Um, but I haven't oh. gone back to it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're uh, getting pretty close to our time here. So I think, as I stated before in the intro here, we're probably going to be splitting this one up into two separate parts mm -hmm. our first part is gonna basically wrap up now mm -hmm. uh we've gone over a bit of the zombie origin and some of its impact in popular culture as well as some references in that mm -hmm. um so we will probably be covering the uh video game impact as well as our drink in the next part of this so yeah yeah, yeah i mean i i <laughs> other than uh kind of doing our standard like sign off here i mean there's not much more else we can include other than uh we'll see you in the next episode yeah but uh so thanks for listening until the last drop thank you for listening till the last drop for more paranormal experiences served up with a theme drink check us out wherever you listen to podcasts